My number one album. Big shocker to me. Also folklore. Whoa. Are you ready to dive into all things Taylor Swift? Good for a Weekend is the ultimate podcast for any Swiftie. With new episodes dropping bi-monthly, as well as bonus episodes to give you real-time reactions to the latest rumors and news, it's your one-stop shop for all things T-Swift. We also love connecting with our fellow Weekenders, so be sure to connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and or Discord to share all your Taylor thoughts. Good for a Weekend is available wherever you get your podcasts. I know. Well, just is that. Like, it's a perfect album. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about the cultural work that's most inspired them. I'm Adam Unz. Thanks so very much for joining me. This week, I'm joined by comedian, writer, and actor Yasser Lester to talk about his love for Alex Garland's limited television series, Devs. Now, listen, I try to keep these episodes around 30 minutes. I don't want to take up too much of your time, and I also keep reading things about shorter podcasts being more popular, and I'm trying to give the people what they want, you know? But um, this is a longer interview, and you know why? Because I fucking loved it. I had an absolute blast talking to Yasser. I was giggling to myself, editing our chat, and that's the thing. I really tried to edit it. I looked high and low for anything I could leave out, and I came to the conclusion that I just didn't want to. Uh, (laughs) When I say at the top of each show that I geek out with my guests, this is the shit I'm talking about. Yasser and I geeked out hard. Because we both love this show, but we also dive into other genre material like Watchmen, and we also talk about Alex Garland's other work and philosophy and our perceptions of reality. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, lots of ground covered. It's such a great conversation, so let's just get right to it. Quick Yasser facts. Yasser Lester is a stand-up comedian, writer, and actor. He was on the writing staff for The Carmichael Show and Girls. He is best known for his role as Chris in Making History and his role as a stockbroker, also named Yasser, in the Showtime series Black Monday. In addition, he voices the character of Yangzi in the Fox animated comedy Duncanville. Uh, quick Devs facts. Devs is an American science fiction thriller television miniseries created, written, and directed by Alex Garland. It premiered in March of 2020 on FX on Hulu. A very brief and reductive plot summary, a computer engineer investigates the secretive development division in her company, which she believes is behind the disappearance of her boyfriend. There's so much more to the plot. The multiverse, time travel, existential dread, so much more. Um, Spoilers abound in this conversation, so watch the show real quick if you don't want any of the mystery unraveled for you. And I think that'll suffice. So without further ado, here comes my chat with Yasser Lester about devs. So, devs, Mm -hmm. uh, do you know, do you remember getting turned on to it or did you just, I mean, like posters everywhere and, and yeah, stuff, yeah, right? yeah 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 um so were you a fan of alex garland's work before you watched that show or? well yeah so i uh I, it's interesting because his his big one was uh what ex machina mm-hmm. and 
people loved it and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hate on it, but I also was just kind of like, I actually weirdly thought it was in terms of him and the body of his work, like oddly predictable. Like mm. I watched it and I was like, I just kind of knew where it was going the whole time. So anyway, yeah. liked it, thought it was beautifully shot and cool and interesting, but it wasn't like my favorite thing. And uh, then one one like weekend my girlfriend was out of town actually weirdly it was like valentine's day weekend her and her girlfriend's like we're all gonna go like to like palm springs and i was like i just want you to know that like if i decided to have a guy's weekend on valentine's day (laughs) weekend you'd kill me (laughs) but (laughs) so like they're all out of town and i was just home alone and uh Annihilation had just gone up on Hulu and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to check it out. I knew, you know, I knew of it and I watched it and a, I truly believe it's maybe the best sci-fi movie of the past, like 20 years. Every single frame in it, I think is like a, a piece of art and I watched it and it also made me so scared that when it ended, I had to run and turn the lights on. Which is <laughs> like, what am I, seven? Like, what's happening? So, so yeah, so I'd seen Annihilation. I had, like, literally just seen it. And then, like, that's when all the dev stuff started happening. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. You know, like, it's always interesting to me when people make the leap from, like, movies to TV. Because I'm like, either they're about to do something very, very interesting, or this is going to suck. Like, right. <laughs> bad you know so so i was like all right let's give it a try you know my girlfriend chelsea uh last name is devonta she's a tv writer too but she hadn't seen annihilation yet and i was like i just saw this movie it was incredible like let's try and watch this show and like it was one of those things that also like at least like three of them were out and we watched you know just burn through them immediately and like i will say i know it's technically bad for like tv culture where they're like you know, like you, you really should make shows come out weekly. But it was it, the moment I finished it. I was just like, I have to wait. Like this sucks. So like, right. and then it became like one of the things that like, and I hadn't done that in forever. Where you know, you just watch a show week after week after week, and we started doing it, and I just like, yeah, was in it. Yeah, and this it also started around the time that lockdowns were starting all over the place. So it's like this very welcome obsession, like something to focus your energies on when the world is falling apart around you. But yeah, like Alex Garland's kind of career trajectory, like starting as a novelist and then moving into film and then going to TV is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially because it's like, if I'm correct, it's the beach, right? The beach is Mm -hmm. the thing that put him on twice, uh, if you will. So... It is wild to like, I mean, I technically I'm a TV writer, but like also compared to like someone who's like putting real thought behind it. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not like a writer like that. Like, (laughs) you know, like it's so interesting when you see I I, I think the greatest compliment that you can give a creative is like complete jealousy. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that like I am holy even like with something like ex machina that wasn't like my favorite but like again i'm like there's no world where i pull that movie off you know what i'm saying in any regard mm-hmm. and like i i you know i i just think that he is someone who even just like seeing like annihilation which again was adapted from someone else's someone else's novel and then you know ex machina which is something that is you know wholly his i'm like how are you that good you know just like right. how are you that good at like he's he's one of the people i look at and think like 
because there's a you know like and this is uh and i know like we we talked about it and we kind of had to like narrow it down because i like there's so many especially like in lockdown i think there's been so many influences i you know a lot of painters and all, all this stuff and you know talk about them for two seconds and a little bit but he's someone where it's like it is my industry it is what i do blah 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 you know it's everything and like when you see someone who has an actual artistry Mm -hmm. so what they do like i I do think that's like one of the things that you know you kind of hope to pull from anything is that something is so good that it makes you jealous and then therefore by very nature be it subconsciously or not elevates you you know and elevates what you what you want to do at the very least you know Mm -hmm. it's just like exercising you may not hit the bench press weight or the speed that you wanted but by very nature of trying to get there you pushed yourself further than you did the time before you know he's like one of those people that like specific to the world that i work in that like i just like i i everything he does i'm just like ah yeah man you know like yeah. yeah and watching watching that progression as well i i agree with you like i i, I like ex machina but it's not uh, compared to his other work it's not at, at the top of my list right and to me it feels kind of like when people start out making student films or something and then it's like this was his first time making a film on his own right and that was him developing an original idea and i think he was m- successful earlier on with right. adaptations like did you see uh dread the judge. Yes. Yes. Movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I always forget that. about that. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. forget about that. Yeah. Um, so that and annihilation, like I, I, uh, I read the first two books in that series that annihilation is based on. And I yeah. think, I think the movie's better. Okay. <laughs> like, see, that I, was, I, I gotta be honest. Like, I didn't mean to cut you off, but real quick, no. like stuff like that is so hard for me where it's like, I, you've seen this thing, right? Especially cause that's a, you know, like it's, uh, you know, a, an amalgam of three books, right? Is it three mm-hmm. or two? It's it's three. I didn't read okay. the third one. <laughs> but but my point being is that like he kind of, from what I understood, Frankensteined all three into into this film, and it's like I, I just enjoyed it. So it was so, it was so visceral for mm. me, and like I, and I'm a reader. Like I love books. I worked at a bookstore, all that stuff. But like you know, in the same way that like there are certain things that like ah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, did you watch Watchmen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the comparison between devs and Watchmen in terms of like watching something that feels really weird. You're not quite sure exactly what's going on, but it's so well done that you don't care. It's like you right. don't give a fuck that at not, everything's not totally perfectly right. clear. And there's something about like uh, trusting your audience, not patronizing people and saying right. like, you just got to trust me that you'll understand right. eventually. Um, sorry. Anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. I say that. And this is to the annihilation of it for a second. Hmm. But like I compare those two because they are based on a uh, previous person's work that like and again, I didn't read the Annihilation books, but that are so beloved and so, you know, uh, have a uh, have a fan base that like it's not like something where it's like you remember when the first the uh, Zack Snyder watch movie came out and everyone's right. like, this sucks or whatever. I personally mm-hmm. thought it was for what it was. I was just like, oh, he just couldn't take any of the nuance and just made an action movie which whatever yeah. not great but yeah it's it's a movie you know what i yeah. mean if it didn't have the context of watchmen you'd be like yeah sure it was the same as 300 you know right right but the series i was like oh they really like nailed 
everything that the the graphic novel is without actually you know being super loyal to it like of course there are parts that you know they they nailed but again like it takes place in a different whatever so i say all that to say that it's like i haven't read the annihilation books but i know that's the feeling that i get from it you know Mm -hmm. and i'm like i kind of just want to like leave it alone and just like let them exist because in the same way that i let Watchmen the tv show exist as a separate thing from the graphic novels though they are very tonally close i'm like Mm -hmm. this is just like just watching it makes it a different thing altogether you know and i I try to just enjoy it for that versus the like you know i i'm not going to be one of these people who like sets up a column for each thing and it's like okay well they did this and this didn't happen and you know what i mean like i'm not i i just i don't have enough time or enough of an online presence to care (laughs) right right. and in in those both of those instances it's not like a straight-up adaptation it's Mm -hmm. kind of using the bones of the original material and creating something that's different and in the case of watchmen like i i like the the book the graphic novel right but i think in some respects, like it, the way that it infuses it with historical context, the TV show did a yeah. much better job of actually uh, making the historical content relevant to the story and right. like, integrating it really seamlessly. Yeah. And in the book, it was like kind of a backdrop. Um, right. Well, I mean, than, yeah, it's really just like Nixon is president for life. OK, that's the yeah. story. And you're like, right. all right, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, like and I, you know, I'm an I, I don't know if you how much of that stuff you read but like i am like an alan moore guy like i I dig him but like also it is kind of funny knowing and i'm sure you know as as a fan like he's not too keen on people taking his stuff so to see someone like (laughs) really nail it really makes me laugh it's just like you know it kills him that the show is good right, you know? right. yeah i imagine him i think he looks kind of like uh gimli or something like uh you know lord of the rings character yeah. walking around the english countryside just shaking his fist at the sun yeah and, worshiping you know, a giant snake or whatever it yeah. is like isn't that <laughs> yeah, his religion yeah. he like worships a talking snake right yeah well it's also like you don't have to be that on brand it's like you already have like you already <laughs> wear the rings you already have the hair like you don't also have to worship a snake like <laughs> You're weird already. We yeah, got it. We get you know it. what yeah. I'm saying? The, the <laughs> mythology is there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, like if Neil Gaiman did it, then I'd be like, oh, wild. Like, cause for the yeah. most part, he's like, you know, quote unquote normal, but like right. Alan Moore, you're like, yeah, we're already on board, man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. So anyway, yeah. yeah. It's a little over the top. Come yeah. On. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but with, with devs, I think I get the, you know, it's, it's, an original idea, but it gave me the same feeling of excitement and that kind of world building that's so careful and considered and so well thought out and just all of taking like the, the kind of best uh, visual style elements from Annihilation and applying it to like a more grounded real world uh, situation like the whole campus of um, the Amaya company just like absolutely beautiful really like weird kind of otherworldly feeling and then just building this really complex and interesting and engaging story on top of that yeah well like as I, I, I like something has to be so good where because like I, I mean the uh I always called it the cube, but whatever the actual, you know, center uh-huh yeah, yeah hub was called like of course that was you know, it had to be magnificent and it had to be visually stunning and all that stuff. 
But like, like you said, it's like little decisions, like putting glowing halos around the trees. Yeah. It was little things like, uh, you know, minus two female characters making everyone pretty gender fluid and kind of giving everyone the same haircut and same style of clothing. And like, you're just like, oh, like, and you don't realize that till later. Just like, oh, like everything was so meticulous that you like you said it's like you you don't notice until you pay attention and you're like that totally informed where we were like regardless of how you actually whatever your interpretation of the story is it's like those kinds of things give away like we're not we're not in the universe that me and you live in you know what i'm saying like they're already in a parallel universe you know and so like right when you do things like that again that's like something i wouldn't have thought of you know like and and you know like you're saying like taking the best parts of everything but it's not the straight up horror of annihilation but tonally it is the primal fear that you got from annihilation with when you like saw those creatures and stuff but like this time it's projected onto a uh, security guard and you know like so like it it really was just uh, i mean i can't say enough about it like when you know you're not consciously paying attention but when the episode ends and you're like that score was phenomenal like you know what i mean just like little little things like that that just like every single moment in it and again i know i'll probably say this a lot as we talk but just like every single frame and every single choice to me was just like perfect and you just very rarely get that i'll even say that like in you know the watchman comparison like Watchmen I thought was so weird and interesting and, you know, so many great choices. But then, like, not that I was super unsatisfied, but, like, it, it ends in s- such a typical way yeah. to me. Like, it's just, like, stop the big machine. And you're like, yeah. okay. Whereas Agreed. devs, it's like, yes, stop the big machine. But that's, like, halfway through the episode. And then you have a whole, you know, second act or, you know, second half that's, like, even weirder and more complex and only raises more questions and you're like to me when you tell a story like that that's the that's kind of the only way to do it and you said it earlier it's like your audience make your audience catch up to you you know what i'm saying like if they're choosing to watch devs with a giant statue of a little girl like looking frantic you know in the middle of a portland forest or whatever like if they've if they've hit play on that like you take them on the journey a little bit, you know, and like yeah. I, I think that that he's so good at that night, you know, like and going back to Annihilation for a second and then bringing it back to devs is that mm-hmm. you can tell he did it in Annihilation, whereas like Ex Machina, again, like you said, it's like it is very much like not in a bad way, but it's like a first movie, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like, you know, the writing doing double duty. Yeah. Uh, but but like Annihilation, Annihilation turns you on it and you're like oh okay now we're in this weird portal and a lighthouse and like you know what i'm saying like which i think truly that's why i say it's one of the best sci-fi films of all time it's just like that those seven minutes are like the i i truly believe is like the closest you will get to like what what a psyche is you know i i truly love it but again like taking something like that moment and then kind of applying it over an entire series is like such a I mean, literally a miracle is all I can say, you know, like he, mm-hmm. he really like outside of like knowing what he's doing. But again, like like we were originally saying is that like he kind of just, you know, 
says like if you're in the wagon like this is where i'm driving you you know right right yeah um this is my uh my nerdy fun fact moment which yeah. is the score which is totally amazing is uh, yeah. jeff barrow from portishead um so huh. uh, and he they've they've worked together on a lot of stuff yeah yeah um, but super amazing and also that thing in the lighthouse the alien that yeah, yeah. natalie portman is fighting against is sonoya mizuno who's the star of no! so um yeah and she was briefly in ex machina as well but um yeah so crazy. what they used so what they used her body as the uh-huh. comp yeah because she was a ballet dancer before she was an actor oh um, my god yeah. See, this I'm so yeah. glad I'm on here. <laughs> yeah, love, yeah. That's wild. Oh yeah. my god. That's yeah. so. That's that's. She is so like. I I don't know. And like I you know I, I know we're talking about devs, but it's like devs is so many things to me that I like kind of run it through the the channel of like just not just science fiction but pop culture as a whole. Though this is more sci-fi, but it to me like devs is the matrix in mm. terms of like I, I i mean it sucks because like just not enough people have seen it sadly yeah. but like more than that it's it's like such a you can tell it's like such a totality of someone's body of work and mm-hmm. it is like there's the obvious comps you know but to her i think that like it's like that thing where you know, like we've all heard the story, like Will Smith was offered the role of Neo, turned it down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it became yeah. Keanu Reeves. But, you know, you watch The Matrix and you're like, it can't be anyone but Keanu Reeves, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about devs. Like if there's one person who isn't, if there's one role recast, the thing falls apart to me. You know right. what I mean? But especially mm-hmm. her, because like at first you're kind of watching and you're like, you're like, is this, I, I can't tell if this is like, a stiff performance i can't tell if this is intentional blah 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 but then like as you go through it you're like it's truly you know and and, you know knowing she's a ballet dancer really informs like like the dance of it truly you know like Mm -hmm. you're like oh like the perform and again like you have to trust alex garland and that he knows what he's doing but like you you watch it and you're like oh she was doing absolutely everything correctly and like you know again that goes so much to the direction but i she gets so much credit for like taking something that like is easily typical paranoid thriller you know Mm -hmm. and like someone's out to get me and like really bringing like a confused like subtle not even subtle but just like an actual confused fear of like it, it she's more up until like the end and you know like hopefully at this point if you're listening to this podcast you have either stopped to go watch it or you're <laughs> yes. or you don't mind the spoilers but like yeah. up until like you know the end she's not she's never a passive character but like she is there is like this amount of paralyzed fear that she operates from mm-hmm. that i really really thought was interesting and even like the story with her and her boyfriend or X, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, when it first got introduced, I was like, why is this guy? And then by the end, I was just like, oh, you know, like it really I just I just love when someone can pull off not just something that I couldn't do. And I know I've said that a bunch, but like more that 
the amount of thought that it takes, and I'm, you know this, like the amount of ta- thought that it takes to construct a story where there's, you know, the old phrase that like, if you show a gun, you got to use it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like a storytelling thing. And like, you see 40 guns in devs, and all of them are used. And then there's like guns you didn't know about, and those are used. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, it, it's really just, it, yeah, it's a, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I think all of those casting choices, casting a lot of people against type, like, uh, did you see Maniac? Yeah. You know, Sonoya Mizuno in that is like the exact opposite, like kind of glamorous, this like wry, uh, you know, scientist who's very like, uh, you know, sure of herself and having that juxtaposed with the like introversion and like very small uh or not small just more subtlety to the performance right. in um yeah. in devs and then like fucking nick offerman you know it uh yeah i saw even- read something where they're talking about like um <laughs> comparing him the character in devs to ron swanson and saying like you know taking somebody who's famous for pay- playing like a luddite somebody who you know throws his computer away and doesn't want anything to do with it right and i think uh, before the show came out, I was like, hmm, we'll yeah. see. Like, I only really know one Nick Offerman and I don't know how yep. this is going to work out, but he was great. Well, it's because it's also one of those things that like I didn't watch Parks and Rec that much. Mm. I clearly have seen it, but I say all that to say that like I really you see like the devs posters and like it was already weird. And then Nick Offerman's like head kind of floating at the background and you're like, you know, and I'm sure you feel this way too, maybe, but like, you're like, oh God, is this a thing where it's like you were on the show for seven years and everyone loves you on the show and now you're like, now I'm going to make a cool choice, you know, and then it just sucks. But like, you really, you see him in it and like, again, like, so I was just like, why do they have him in long hair? And like, you know, there were so many things that I was just like, I just don't. And then again, once you finish it, you're like, ah, no one else could have done that, you know? Right, like, right, you right. know, like, and again, like, someone like you were saying, it's just known for being just like the curmudgeon to see, like, take what you think that is going to be and completely flip it and just, anyway, yeah, just his relationship with, uh, with Allison Pill and, like, uh-huh. just, uh, it's weird because this is the most I've gotten to talk about the show. Like I usually talk about it in like a three minute increment with like 40 different people. So like right. it is kind of me gathering my thoughts all at once. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. but it is interesting in the sense that like, because also his performance never goes to the place that you think it's going to go ever. And I mm-hmm. mean that in a good way, you know what I mean? Like, I think that like, again, with someone like him, because of the Ron Swanson character. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I expected like the brash, loud, like, yeah. you know, again, like throwing things across the room thing, you know, like this is where like, you know, the actors really like, they're like, I'm going to eat it up, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, like never that, like even, even the moments with his daughter and his wife and like the accident are so well played. And mm-hmm. like, I just, I, 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 I don't know how much we are. I mean, whatever. I was going to say, I don't know how much we're allowed to say, but like, whatever. it's just le- leading me into every thought yeah. I've had. Like, I will say, and I mean, like, even I, you know, luckily have been involved, got to be involved with like a time travel comedy show that was fun to do and stuff. But like, that being said, you watch devs and from the bottom of my heart, I don't think there is a better representation of time travel in any piece of 
culture anywhere. It is mm. by far the it's also the most accessible one I've found because it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it, there's two ways to do it. Right. It's like you do the like you just never explain it or you explain it and you just have to make it very small. Right. It's like you get in a phone booth, you drive a DeLorean, blah, blah, blah. But this one right. took the science of it and like you were like, that does make sense. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, even like Looper, which I loved, mm-hmm. the way they explain it, you're like, oh, yeah, that works technically. But you're like, oh, but you're missing like a giant piece in the middle. Whereas this, it's like even the piece that's missing is plugged in by its own. It, it created enough of its uh, or I guess it the the theory generates enough on its own that like you and me could spin out on it for hours and be like that it's close enough to being right but it's not exactly right like to me it actually it feels like a real theory and i don't know if he borrowed Mm. it from someone or if he created it himself but like when when i watched it i was just like damn it yeah that seems smart right Um, and also having the these like absolutely gigantic ideas that are going into the building of this secret machine but the why of it being something that's so small and so personal and it makes me think about like jeff bezos and mark zuckerberg you know wanting to project this image of altruism and and acting like they're doing things for the greater good when you know that those fuckers are just as much in that zone of being billionaires and wanting to use their money to do things that benefit them personally and maybe on that kind of small scale where it's like jeff uh, bezos wanting to go to space because he's been talking about going to space since he was 12 right um so yeah yeah well i mean it's like even like because they i i, I forgot what nick offerman's company did the the previous company did before the accident there was what do you remember or was it the same company they were just just sorry amaya corp was something it, it still existed but the devs yeah. part of it is just an offshoot right okay so it's like that's right. that's the one thing I, I guess i just don't remember enough about it because it does that's how i feel about like google where I'm like, yes, of mm-hmm. course their original what their original slogan was just don't be evil, right? And yeah, now you're yeah. like, we're for sure they're listening right now. And it's like I'm not saying that to <laughs> yeah, be like yeah. funny or cool or interesting. You know, yeah. it's like they are, you know. So yeah. it, it really is when you when you hear things and they're like, Oh, well, yeah, we have an AI, but it's it's not the AI that you think. It's like, yeah, because it's worse. Like, I'm thinking of the worst right. thing, and you guys have made a worse thing than that, for sure, you know? Right. But it does become what was, what was you know, Sergei's original plan with, you know, like, or not what was his original plan, but, like, what is the seed? And maybe it was altruistic. Maybe he was just like, I wish I knew the answer to questions as I had them. But, like, you also have to Mm -hmm. think about, like, what kind of person needs an instant answer for every question they have, you know, like, and this is that a little bit, you know, like, like you're saying, like, it's not small in terms of uh, intent. It's small Mm -hmm. on a story scale, right? But, like, in terms of, like, the person it happening to, it's the most monumental thing. So it's like, of course, you've built a quite literally built a monument to that thing but now you've built a monolith in order to serve the purpose of that thing right of that event and so like it really like 
Oh man, it's it's it, again like it's so interesting because like even just in the recounting of it, because I would even argue that like I I don't think that the story that we follow is I, I don't think all of it is taking place in the exact I, I don't think it's as linear as we think. I think that like if we went mm-hmm. back and watched, you go like oh maybe we jumped to a different thing here and jumped to a different thing here because by very nature of what the end becomes. You mm-hmm. you have already said that like all of these things could be happening at once in many, many different places, you know. So there is a chance that scene one is happening in universe A and scene two is happening in universe B, but it just appears to right. be linear, you know. And again, I know I was talking about like how he explained the time travel of it all, but it's like even that. It's it's interesting to there's so many ways that you can like tell a story like and just be the person who that just explains nothing but very lightly insinuates everything and then just goes like that's it sorry i got now you figure it out but like alex garland i will say and you know even in the annihilation of it all like really goes like here are tangible things and you actually could Mm -hmm. get to an answer if you wanted to but that is not up to me like he really i'll say like this is like so pretentious and I apologize for saying this to you out loud, but <laughs> I do Bring it believe <laughs> that like very few people can actually integrate. Okay. How about this? Do you remember? And again, I'm saying this because I worked at a bookstore, but there's, there's a series of them. There's like these books called like the philosophy of the matrix, the philosophy of the Simpsons, the philosophy of Superman, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, mm-hmm. it is like an author who is, you know, has their doctorates in philosophy. And then they kind of make a mapping of like philosophy over like these huge pop culture moments. And you're like, yes, technically. But the Matrix at its core is the allegory of the cave. Right. Uh, there's there's so there's there is like a direct link to that. But I do think when someone like Alex Garland and again, this is very pretentious. Very rarely do you see someone actually embrace philosophy and you can tell that it's there in every thought versus like someone who got and this is no shade to like the Wachowski siblings, but like. I don't know how much of of allegory of the cave they were thinking of as they were like writing the matrix. And also it's like the same thing with, I don't know if you've ever read the invisibles by Grant Morrison, but like Grant Morrison sued the Wachowski saying that the invisibles or the matrix is stolen from his idea of the invisibles. But then again, courts were like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you could also say it's, allegory of the cave so why isn't socrates or plato you know like so you know so i say all of that to say that like i think that's like a general uh i think that's a general philosophy we all have right we all have innately as humans like things aren't what they seem you know we can all point to the idea of linguistics and the 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 less language you know the more your reality changes and the more you know or the more language you have the more narrow your view of reality becomes right so there's there is all of that so the point i'm trying to make is it feels like he is truly a philosopher making you instead of giving the lecture he's showing you what his philosophy is you know and i think the great thing about like true philosophy is that it gives you a set of like guidelines but then it's like where are you taking it from there and i think that's what's so good about him is that he really does give you the guidelines it's never just man it's trippy you know what i mean like it's it's like it is but it's like it's trippy for the 
paradigm set up. You know what I mean? And so, like, I think that, that like, mm-hmm. when you get to someone like that, like, you really are. Like, again, there's there's very few people that can do that. But, like, there's there's just so few people that, like, pull it all. You know, like, even, like, another sci-fi writer, but, like, Ursula K. Le Guin. You know what I mean? Like, where you're like, oh, yeah. every... Mm-hmm letter means something you know what i mean but it means something with the intent of a greater thought not just like i'm telling you a big story it like there is the wizard of oz of it where it's like there is a great you know there's a grand architect behind this and it's like you're trying to get to that person Mm -hmm. so yeah 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 and i i think again just uh you know the idea that people like alex garland are making entertainment where they trust the audience he's capable of suggesting ideas and planting them in your brain and allowing you to kind of expand on them and fill in the gaps. I'm thinking in particular about like the scene on the bridge above the dam where it's kind of like showing all of the saying we've run the simulation thousands of times and always get the same result. And um, those kinds of moments where it just gives you this little hint, a little suggestion of one of the billions of huge ideas that come out of this yeah. secret project that he's been working on. And it's just brilliant. Uh, well, I, I mean, like, I, I think the thing with, like, great art is, like, I'm sure everyone says this. So it's, I, I'm not about to introduce any amazing idea by any stretch. But, like, the idea is that you're not just entertained like you are actually you're you know your quote unquote your brain gets a new wrinkle right like you're really in it you know and that's why that's why I was telling you I had such a hard time like even like deciding on like a subject for this because mm-hmm. like I, I like devs is like on par with like three or four like amazing painters like Nina Chanel Abney and Brittany Tucker and MK Comins and Geneva Ellis where it's like you see these bodies of work you see these paintings and you're like you're entertained but you're like you know your body literally feels something else going on right and that's how i I feel about him is that or alex garland is that like when i watch the show i'm like the my perception of reality and here's the thing i've read all the books right i've let i've read Mm -hmm. all the fred allen wolf like we live somewhere else books and you know like particles Mm -hmm. and you know like i've i've done all all of it. I've read the field. I've read the holographic universe. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm the dude who like before borders like closed down was just like yeah. every week I'm like, Hey, where's your like uh quantum theory <laughs> section? You know, like, so I've done all of it. <laughs> and even in that, I was like the fact that a, he could introduce something that I was like, Oh, like that's past even, you know, what I think these people have thought of, but make it in a way digestible and make it in a way that like literally the way I perceive things now is different. Right. Like and I think we Mm -hmm. all think we all know. Yes. Infinite universes, infinite particles, all of it. Quarks, yada, yada, yada. But like watching it happen as a form of entertainment, you know, and Mm -hmm. realizing like infinity is everything and also infinity is nothing and like we really are just there's we are truly nothing more than like passing thoughts and like maybe in the the greater scheme of like a creator but also maybe not and that like none of this exists is like oh why did i watch devs (laughs) like why i didn't want all that i didn't need another perspective on reality like i wanted to just like watch a show and like that that damn thing you talk about 
because it, it, it's not it, it is a big turning point in the show it, i feel like it does more for you personally than it does to serve the story because they kind of have talked about that stuff up until that mm-hmm. point but you know again seeing it and seeing it and seeing it but like it, that like again the showing the gun using it like so by the time you get to the end and you're just watching that screen and watching you know nick and um Sonoya, just watching them play out over and over and over again, you're just like, God, they just thought of everything. They just thought of, here, sorry, he thought of everything. I do, you know, like, I, I just, I, I don't know how many people he let read it beforehand. And, like, dude, this is, like, and this is, like, such a dumb actor, like, moment for me, but I have to say it. It was, like, a top secret thing for, like, two years. And, mm-hmm. like, my agent sent it to me. It was only like one scene and he was like, Hey, do you want to go in for this thing? And I read it. And like, again, there's like no context. It was, it was the scene where, uh, Sonoya, I forget his name. Sonoya's talking to her former ex-boyfriend after he's like stayed the night uh-huh. and they're like, uh, kind of decompressing on what happened the night before. And, uh, I like read it and I was just like, Oh, like I like I love Alex Garland. I hadn't seen Annihilation yet, by the way, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, sorry. I was like, I like Alex Garland, blah, blah, blah. I'm not like a serious actor like that. So like there's mm-hmm. no way I could pull this off. But like so d- tell them thanks, but no thanks. But like I can't I, I'm not going to audition for this. And then I watched the show and I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have tried. <laughs> and there's here's the thing. Like, realistically, there's no way I was going to get it again. Like I was saying, like every casting choice is perfect. But it is one of those things that like I'm like, damn, what if in universe 364A I did get it. You know what I mean? I I was just a guy in depths. (laughs) I would have been so happy. But then then I like reassure myself being like, well, then if it was me, the show would suck. (laughs) 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 So I'm glad, you know? Um, But anyway, yeah. So I, the bigger point being that like, it's like such a, the show is such a person. I mean this for anyone who even remotely has like, and I hate to be like this, but it's like, I'm, I'm, I don't know where you're from, but like, I'm from Mm. the South from Marietta, Georgia. And it's like, you know, and not to say that there's not big critical thinkers there. It's like, as a matter of fact, that's where I started reading all these books. And this guy uh, named Burr, I used to work with at this bookstore is like the guy who introduced me to all this stuff. But uh, you know, it's like it's it was religious. Like you know, you go to church, God, Jesus, and that's it. You know, there's a few Jewish people, and it's like okay, yeah, they don't believe in Jesus, but kind of the same thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. But like, if you have any semblance of curiosity in terms of like what reality is, what it what it could be, what what you think it is, because that's the other interesting thing that I love about the show is that it pulls out of you what your like core beliefs are you know in terms of like because i i mean it sincerely like you know i was just saying it to you it's like i was already kind of reading that stuff but it's like if i had no concept of any of any of like you know quantum theory or micro universes or even like a multiverse watching this show would make me it would be like being on like one of those spinning carnival machines where you just like let me off or i'm gonna throw up like it is so much like and and truly like i can't imagine anyone watching it and not questioning some semblance of like the the it's a great why am i here 
show you mm-hmm. know like it really yeah. gets you to the like why am i here i really i really i can't say enough about it <laughs> yeah and having all of that philosophical stuff all of these like big brain breaking ideas but then still being really entertaining as well like just yes. being a show you is compelling and you want to watch yeah. it um so yeah because i mean that's the other thing that he does well it's like and even like again to the annihilation of it all and bringing it in there is like if you chose to just be like I refuse to think about anything about this show. Like I refuse (laughs) to like give anything a second thought. I'm just going to watch it. It still is just a fun mystery, you know, like the weird stuff with the boyfriend getting burned and like, you know, like all of it is like, so it's still just like, Oh cool. But again, like I will say the thing that I think he learned from ex machina. I'm like, I I don't want to critique him too much because it's like, he knows what he's doing, but it's like ex machina to me is missing the layer that devs has right where it's like ex machina it's like you follow the story and like there is some philosophy but like it is mostly the story of this thing whereas like Mm -hmm. devs if you take the story out like if you take the linear story out of like missing boyfriend what happened yada yada right then you have a whole sub you have a second show that's just about the philosophy of it right and Mm -hmm. then if you take the philosophy out of it you just have a cool linear story of like what what is happening right but if you do that with ex machina if you take the story out of it the philosophy isn't to me isn't there as much so it's not mm-hmm. as captivating like devs inform the philosophy informs the story and the story informs the philosophy if that makes sense yeah, yeah. And to me, Ex Machina is also like kind of a bottle episode of, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, like, it, again, like first first uh, film vibes where you've got this much budget and you've got one location. Right. And the story is kind of confined by, uh, you know, all, all of that stuff. Right. Um, but again, seeing the progression is like amazing. He's yeah. making a horror movie next. Yeah. Um, some kind of low budget horror movie. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited for that. Too. I mean, I it's like... I'm like also like a huge like Wes Anderson guy (laughs) (laughs) and truly like and whether you know you like every single thing they've done or not there are a few people it's like Paul Thomas Anderson Wes Anderson Alex Garland and then like there's like TV people like Sharon Horgan Danny McBride Uh Issa Rae where I'm like just if you tell me you're doing something I'll be there just tell me. I, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. watch it, you know, and yeah. like he is like one of those people that I'm just like if he's like I'm gonna sneeze and put it out as an MP3. I'm <laughs> yes. like, all right, well I gotta hear it. Sign me what up. If, what if there's something cool that's happening yeah. there, you know? So yeah, I that's yeah, I'm I'm mad excited. When it comes out, we're coming back to this. We're gonna have yes. we're gonna we're gonna do this again. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I think that is an excellent place to finish. Uh, this has been amazing. Um, thank you so much. Dude, thanks this has for been having me. That was amazing. so fun. I'm so not kidding. Fun. Great. Cool. All right. Thank you. This is this is right, great. No, so thank you fun. so much. All, All right. right. Take care. <laughs> Bye. That was so much fun. Thanks again to Yasser. That was really, truly one of my favorite conversations I've had for this podcast. So, so good. Okay. Ultra quick recommendation from me. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. It's a new movie from Bridesmaids creators Christian Wig and Annie Mumolo. I've talked before on this podcast about how excited I was to see this movie, and let me tell you, it did not disappoint. It's so fucking weird and silly and hilarious. 
Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo are fantastic. Jamie Dornan is in it, and he is so committed to the ridiculousness. And Vanessa Bayer, oh, she just absolutely killed me. I don't want to give anything else away about it. You just have to experience it. It is so fucking stupid in the best possible way. There isn't a single serious second in this movie, and that's exactly what I need right now. So watch it. And I think that's it for this week. As always, please tell your friends to listen to this show. You'll be doing them a huge favor, and then they'll owe you one, and you can hold that over for them as long as you want. Uh, Other than that, be good, stay safe, eat your vegetables, and until next time, bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.